In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, this is The World in 10, global stories told with the insight and expertise of The Times of London, today with Stuart Willey and Laura Cook. In the next 10 minutes, a mechanical arm reaches out to discover what the universe is made of. The athletics legend cut short and Arriva Dirty Lake Como, a huge real estate deal for one celebrity couple. It's now two weeks since the hugely damaging earthquake that struck Morocco. After the 6.8 magnitude quake hit south of Marrakesh, nearly 3,000 people died and homes, schools and mosques were smashed. And while King Mohammed was initially criticised for the slow response of rescuers and aid groups, most communities have now been reached. But with winter coming, the challenge is to find shelter for everyone, as we heard from the author, Alice Morrison, who lives in Morocco. I live in Imlil, which is a very small village in the High Atlas. We're about one or two valleys, depending how you walk, away from the main epicentre of the earthquake. And we were very fortunate in that we've got lots of damaged buildings, but no one died. So we count ourselves very, very fortunate. However, just across the mountains, just across the paths over there is absolute devastation. The the Atlas Mountains are very high. I'm surrounded by 3,000 metre plus peaks. And some places are only accessible on foot even in normal times. So helicopters have been dropping supplies. So yes, the aid effort has now reached everybody. What's worrying us all is winter is coming quickly and it's extremely cold here. This is a very, very, very resilient people and also very faithful people. They believe in God, absolutely. So I think that is a huge comfort. You know, if you believe this is God's will, it makes it easier to accept it and to be patient. However, I mean, they are still frightened. And all of us, every time we hear a loud noise, you know, when if a tremor comes and I'm in the house, I'm running for that door before before even I think about it. So everybody is still frightened. There's also the what I'm going to call the hangover from such a huge catastrophe. You know, the minute it happened, we all mobilized. Everyone was really active. We were helping each other. We were doing whatever we could, you know, 
people were going in their cars to afflicted areas to try and take them supplies. We were all banding together. And then you're hugely adrenalized. I mean, it, enormously. And then, of course, it has to fade. And we've all got a kind of adrenaline hangover. Stuart, do you ever peer up at the sky and think, what are we made of? Quite often, yes. It's a big sky up there. And sometime this weekend, we may know a little bit more. And that's because a NASA capsule is due to smash out of the sky, creating a fireball as it does. On board that capsule is a precious cargo, nine ounces of, well, dust. Very ancient dust. Now, it's that dust or debris that could answer questions about how life began. And it's been grabbed from an asteroid by NASA's OSIRIS-REx spacecraft. The mission set out in 2016 to pick up a sample from the Bennu asteroid, about as wide as the Empire State Building is tall. And the spacecraft had to grab the sample with a 10-foot pole, all while the asteroid was flying through space. And it managed it successfully, as we heard from the space expert Greg Smy-Rumsby. So the OSIRIS-REx mission is still going on, uh, but this is a tiny little capsule that was uh, put inside the spacecraft. And then inside that, these little tiny dust and rock samples from the surface of Bennu were encapsulated. And then this little sort of drogue-type probe was released and sent on a very long mission, nearly three years, uh, to get back to the Earth. Uh, And it's going basically in a straight line. It's just seeing the Earth at the centre of a bullseye of a dartboard, and it's coming straight back. It's travelling about 15 times faster than a rifle bullet. So the only thing that's going to put on the brakes for it is the Earth's atmosphere. But once entering the Earth's atmosphere and slowing down, they'll get to a point where they can actually employ, uh, deploy some parachutes, and then it'll set down nicely in the United States, Utah desert, I believe. One of the more surprising things about this story is the involvement of Brian May. Yes, the lead guitarist of the band Queen. (laughs) It turns out he's also an astrophysicist, would you believe it? And he'd helped create a 3D model of the asteroid's surface so that this mechanical arm of the spacecraft could get in and grab enough debris to fill this tiny little capsule It's a kind of magic. (laughs) (laughs) Another one bites the dust? Uh, Perhaps not. NASA scientists have rehearsed how they'll pick up this capsule on Sunday morning, and it involves helicopters and a well-oiled procedure to make sure the sample gets back to the lab unscathed. That'll be shared with Japan and Canada, and at some point in the coming years, we'll get to hear about what they've found. Now let's take a little trip down memory lane in our sport today, to 1988 and the world of athletics. Flojo. Stuart, what does that name conjure up to you? Ah, Flojo, the, the, the Los Angeles and then the Seoul Olympics. She was massive. She had these nails, which were even more massive. Even more massive, they were. Well, it's 25 years, if you can believe it, since she died. And 35 years since she exploded onto the scene, albeit in the shadow of Carl Lewis, you might remember from those Olympics. And a really interesting article in today's Times, written by Owen Slott, 
poses a lot of interesting questions about what we've learned since her death about doping, what our attitudes are today and what she herself would say on the subject if she was still with us. Mm, until then, dope cheats were often people from behind the Iron Curtain. But Flojo, Ben Johnson even, blew the myth that Westerners could be cheats as well. And looking back at those years, the shock at learning big names were testing positive, that was massive. Have we really moved on that far, though? Another interesting article in Sport Notebook looks at junior rugby players in South Africa, where five have tested positive for steroids in the past year alone. You can take a look at those articles where the Times did digital subscription on the app or website now. Now it's Arrivederci to Lake Como for the Clooney's. They've had enough of the paps. It's a problem we all face. Mm. Described as a paradise of tranquil repose by Mark Twain, you'd wonder why anyone would leave such a place. But George Clooney is trying to sell his villa there for 100 million euros. That legendary actor bought Villa Oleander for almost 12 million euros in 2002. He spent most of his summers there because, of course, you would. Over the years, the villa has played host to the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, to Jennifer Lopez, the Obamas, as well as Clooney's fellow A-listers Jennifer Aniston and Matt Damon. But one of Northern Italy's best-known estate agents has confirmed that too much paparazzi attention has caused the celeb couple to seek a way out of Como. I think I'm going to go and peer into the real estate agent's (laughs) website to see whether I can afford 100 million euros. Good luck to you. Tomorrow's World in 10, we hear from the Attorney General who investigated Jeffrey Epstein's sex crimes in the US Virgin Islands. In the years after Epstein's suicide, Denise George managed to recover more than $350 million for his sex trafficking victims. The attorneys, Jeffrey Epstein's attorneys, filed for probate in the Virgin Islands. And just a few days before... Jeffrey Epstein committed suicide. He sat with them and transferred all kinds of assets that were in other places like New York, New Mexico, whatever, all to the Virgin Islands. So all of a sudden, I'm looking at this, and it was. The Virgin Islands became the epicenter of this whole operation. From that realisation, the US Virgin Islands Attorney General went on to hear harrowing stories, including from women who, as girls, had run barefoot in the rain to try to escape from his property. It's Denise George's first interview since leaving her role here on the next World in 10. But that's all for this World in 10. There's much more tomorrow. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.